That's kind of one of the most common ways to, to conceptualize or think about offsets more time. The club's always rotating, but really what's happening as the club's coming closer to impact, the head's trying to get more in line with the butt into that shaft. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. All right, you ready, G? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Garrett. So a couple weeks ago, we did an episode all about lie angle. And in the beginning of that episode, I said, I sent out a message to all the listeners and said, if you listen to this episode and you think that that we wasted any of your time listening to this episode just about lie angle, that they could personally write me hate mail. I gave all the information how to write hate mail. And Garrett, would you believe it? Or do you want to guess how much hate mail I got from that episode? Probably none. Probably nothing but applause. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You're right. And uh, mostly because of all the knowledge that you shared with us. But yeah, nobody, uh, no one hated on that episode. The episode got got a bunch of listens. It was, uh, I think, just really educational and informative about helping understand the way golf clubs work. And today, our topic, I think, is no different. One of, well, I'll say it's no different in that regard. It is different in some regards, whereas lie angle is something that is, you know, pretty common to adjust and tinker with. And whenever you order clubs, you can get your lie angle changed. Offset, however, is not like that. Offset is usually rarely thought about. It usually is built into whatever club that you're buying. It's Um, not as adjustable as lie angle, obviously. and, And it's something that golfers, I think, when they look at a club, and they say, oh, this club is a beautiful golf club, or this club doesn't suit my eyes so much. One of the things that they're picking up on is offset, but maybe the golfer doesn't know that that's what it is or doesn't know exactly what, how to describe it. I'd say the two most popular things that make a club either really beautiful or something that turns someone off visually is the top line and the offset. And no so I want I to dive into offset. Um, I guess we can start with a definition. So... Garrett, help us uh, define what, how you would define offset. Well, I think of an easy way to uh, describe offset, offset is it's the, the distance between the leading edge of the golf club, basically right underneath the, the bottom score line on your, on your golf club, um, and the front of the hosel. Um, that's usually measured in millimeters. We usually talk about that, that distance in uh, thousands of an inch, same thing. So we would, you know, refer to it. It's got 60 thou offset, 100 thou offset. Um, so it's that distance. And in general, the game improvement clubs are going to have more than the tour player clubs. And there's a, a few different reasons for that, which we'll, we'll get into here as we go along. So let's start at a, a very reasonable place to start, which would be the beginning. And how offset even came to be and how offset came about it actually didn't start in the golf club. It started in the putter. Yeah. Um, offset and the putters, you'll, you, you see that referred to slightly different than offset in a golf club, um, where we usually talk about it in terms of the shaft, how far the shaft um, sits out in front of the leading edge or the face of the putter. So it could be a half shaft offset, which essentially half of the, the shaft would be sticking out in front of the face or a full shaft or three quarter. That's usually how it's referred to. And that was um, generally an attempt to, to help a player get his hands in front of the golf ball without de-lofting the putter. So that puts them in a, 
put the golfer in a good position to um, launch the ball in the air with topspin. So for, for those of you who, uh, who are having trouble visualizing that, if you think of a, a common you know, answer-style putter with a plumber's neck or a crank neck where the face of the putter is actually behind uh, where the shaft, if the shaft, you drew a line straight down from the shaft into the ground, the putter face would be sitting behind that. And for those of you who are uh, watching this, this podcast, all of our podcasts can be uh, watched on YouTube in addition to being listened to. Garrett is holding up uh, a putter. Actually, Garrett, from one of my favorite putter collections. That looks like a milled collection putter. If my That's exactly right. If my eyes don't deceive me, the uh, small little batch production of those, but they were gorgeous and beautiful. But, but yeah, so the, uh, if you draw a straight line from the shaft to the ground, that line would hit the ground in front of the putter face. And the goal of that is to help get the hands ahead of the, the, the ball, which helps promote a good, um, uh, a, a, more, a better roll or better putter stroke. So how did that principle how does that translate into full swing golf clubs um well offset in a full swing golf club which is is mostly going to be found in wedges and irons not not as much in uh drivers fairway woods and hybrids anymore although there were times where there were offset woods or there might still be some in the in the market now but it's mostly um referred to in in irons and wedges um, and the offset was put into certain clubs, more in certain clubs, less in other clubs as a way to help uh, control both trajectory or uh, influence the trajectory as well as the shot shape. Um, so if you want, I can kind of dive in a little bit further on what type of influence you'd be trying yeah. to put on, so onto a, a player shot. So let's, let's start with shot shape because this is probably the most common uh, reason for the design of offset. And the, the, probably the most common benefit that a golfer will see is the more offset is helping to correct against the big right, the big slice. So how, how does that work? Yeah, so when the head is more offset, meaning the, the shaft sits out in front of the golf club, the center of gravity of that club is now much further back, or we would refer to that as a deeper center of gravity. Um, and during the downswing, um, as the player sort of unhinges their arms and gets the club swinging into impact, centrifugal force tries to uh, or takes over, and um, the center of gravity of that club then tries to align with the butt end of, of, of the shaft. So that the farther back the center of gravity is, the more um, it wants to deflect forward, which does um, – two main things that change that influence trajectory it helps close the face a little bit not necessarily makes the face rotate more um but the face gets a little bit more closed and it pitches a little bit more loft on it so as um as you look at the game improvement clubs they'll have the most offset and players that tend to, to fit into those tend to not hit the ball in the air high enough so the offset helps create a trajectory where they can hit it higher and land it softer and maybe carry it farther too as well as mitigate a slice and so uh in terms of the center of gravity i mean we see that with woods a lot where if there's an adjustable sliding weight or like the sub-zero driver with two weights that you can flip-flop the heavy weight in the back is what helps promote a little higher launch a little more spin and it's the same principle here is how can we get the weight 
farther away from the leading edge of the shaft, which will help with stability and launch. The other thing, by bringing the leading edge back as golfers are rotating through the swing, even though it seems silly, it almost seems funny to say, the with the offset, it actually gives the golfer more time to square the face before the club hits the golf ball. Yeah, that that's kind of one of the most common ways to, to conceptualize or think about offsets, more time. Um, I don't know if I really consider it time for the face to rotate. The, the club's always rotating, but really what's happening as the – I'll do another illustration here for the viewers. You can see – kind of a uh, mark on the shaft here as the club's coming closer to impact, the head's trying to get more in line with the butt into that shaft and that causes the face to close. So it's not so much a rotation, even if there was no rotation at all on the, on the handle, the face would be closing because of, of the centrifugal force and the, the CG of the head trying to align with, with the shaft. Okay. So what type of player uh, I guess uh, when you're looking at if you look at the Callaway lineup of irons, there's everything from Apex muscle backs all the way to, let's say, the Maverick Max iron or the Big Bertha iron. Very, very different player types. Typically, the more game improvement a set is going to have, the more offset it's going to have. But how does a player know what is the right amount of offset for them? Um, well, I think that's only just one of the, the many things to kind of consider. You wouldn't necessarily approach your – your set of clubs with um, offset as the the first priority. You'd kind of be looking at the size of the club head um, probably before that. And in general, if, if you want a big club head because you um, know you want a lot of forgiveness in the golf club, you're going to, as a byproduct of that, have a club that has more offset, um, which um, is a good thing too because the, the heads where they get really, really big, long distance from heel to toe, uh, the CG of the head gets farther from the shaft, and that has a little bit of an impact on on how easy the club is to get uh, rotation. So um, the more offset clubs on the really big heads help to mitigate a, a, a ball flight that would go off to the right for a right-handed golfer as well. And then um, if you had a smaller club, because maybe you want something that gives you more feedback or you want to be able to shape the ball a little bit more, uh, like a tour iron, if that had a lot of offset on it, um, it would probably be like really easy to pull or really easy to hook and better players that tend to look for those anyway, tend to have an easier time timing the rotation of the club face to where they don't right. need to mitigate a fade. So, so, I, so as the clubs get smaller, you, you won't see the big offset like you will on the bigger clubs. Okay. So let's say I'm a, let's say I'm a player who is a high handicapper, but my miss is the hook. Yeah. What do, what do I do then? What what is the, my approach for irons if you know the typically the more game improvement irons have more offset? Yeah, that's a great question. And we get there's plenty of players out there that sort of fit into that category. Um, you'd probably want to find a club that has less offset, but you don't want something that's so hard to hit too, right? So you're, you're looking at at kind of the middle of of all the options uh, in the Callaway line. You'd be looking at the Maverick Pro iron or the standard Maverick irons, both which have a little bit less uh, offset than like a Maverick Max, uh, but they've got more forgiveness than like our X-Forge iron or Apex Pros. 
Now, how would you balance uh, from a shot shape standpoint uh, from our Lyangle episode? We talked a lot about using Lyangle for shot shape. How would you balance like, let's say I'm missing to the right. How would you balance like, oh, should I get a set of irons with more offset or should I bend my irons upright, for example? Um, that's a good question. You look at both of those kind of simultaneously and hopefully if you're, if you're in the market and trying different irons, you can sort of look at both of those things. Um, you kind of want to weigh, um, you know, if, if your miss is, um, you said your miss is off to the right. Yeah. Okay. Um, if your miss is to the right and you also have a miss hit frequently, um, you probably would want to look at one of the bigger clubs that has more offset. Um, if your miss is to the right and you don't have a lot of miss hits, you might want to just consider a change to the lie angle there. So uh, there are a few things to factor in, I guess. So yeah, consistency of, of how you're hitting the, how you hit the ball will determine the club head. So it sounds like the club head itself is the thing to get right first. Then you can use lie angle um, and, and, and to make any fine, fine tune adjustments um, that maybe offset helps or doesn't help uh, there. Now, Two, two bigger topics I want to talk about. Number one is club design. Number two, we'll get to that in a little bit, is tinkering. Um, we'll save the best for last, obviously. So we'll do tinkering last. But club design, if we look at a set of irons, the offset in a single set of irons is not the same throughout the set. The offset tends to get more as the clubs get longer. So three iron will have more offset than a pitching wedge, for example. Walk us through that and the, the, the reason for that, the logic for that, and how that helps a golfer. Yeah, and for the most part, that's kind of an, an industry standard. The, we would refer to that as progressive offset, um, long irons with more, short irons with less. And um, every set or every company maybe um, has a different approach to that with how much the offset changes from club to club. But generally speaking, they're all built up built up that way and and i would say the easiest way to describe it is that um players want their long irons to be easier to launch up into the air and they want their short irons to be easier to flight down so with less offset on a short iron that helps helps produce that and more offset on a long iron as we've talked about pitching more loft onto the club face it helps produce that as well and i think um one thing to note we've talked about uh, more more offset also making it easier to mitigate a fade it's not like you'd want your long irons, um, you know, r really easy to draw and your short irons really easy to fade. You kind of want the set to perform similarly throughout. That's why uh, part of the, that's part of the reason why they all have the, their own lie angle. And they also tend to have uh, slight variances in blade length as well. So you'll see a long iron a lot of times slightly longer. Uh, with blade length than you will a short iron so that you kind of get a nice matched set for shot shape in addition to having a set that helps produce a desired trajectory throughout the bag. Okay, so we've talked a lot about offset, but what about the opposite of offset? What about onset? We It's rarely talked about, but um, onset is a thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess to define that um, – for the listeners, that would essentially be the, um, the the leading part of the hosel would be behind the leading uh, edge of the golf club, and you don't really see that in irons uh, hardly at all. There's a way to to create that in an iron, 
which we could talk about. Um, but you'll see that for the most part on every single wood in the marketplace. Uh, maybe not every, there are some that have offset, but onset um, is, is mostly in woods to help create a desired starting line. And then because the, um, um, the way woods are designed, you can use the CG of the wood to create a desired shot shape. So uh, I think a nice, uh, the clubs that it's easiest to see this in, I, I find is like a high lofted fairway wood. And, you know, whether it's a five wood, a seven wood, maybe even higher. Now, a lot of times, maybe a golfer can't describe it, but if they don't like the look of a seven wood, it probably is because it is onset where that leading edge of the club is ahead of the shaft. And it kind of throws people off a little bit. And especially if you play a slice, it's not helping you very much either. Um, so that's something that is a turnoff for some visually. For others, they like that. You know, people like when you look at these pictures of, you know, these forged blades, like, you know, like an old set of Wilson staff irons from like the 70s where they look like knives, like sharp, sharp knives. It's because there is zero offset or even maybe slightly onset. And so it looks really, really like really clean lines because they're all lined up basically. Um, but on set, if for for people who are hooking, if you're a low, I'd say lower spin, which would be why you'd want a high lofted fairway, who hits a draw, you like on set. On set helps you. Yeah, it helps start the ball less to the left if you're righty, uh, or pushes the ball a little bit more. Uh, it's more likely to, and it's. Uh, you know, the CG, the head's going to have a big play there on shot shape, but for the most part, the more onset um, drivers are harder to turn over as well. And, and even in our line uh, last year, we had a version of the Epic driver where there was more onset than some of the other versions, which was intended to be, you know, the most anti um, left driver in the lineup, which uh, that was the triple diamond Epic flash last year. Okay, so so far we've talked about offset as something that comes on a set of clubs and the way it's designed. Now there's not much you can do about the as it, but as a golfer, but at least understanding it will help you in terms of just understanding will this set of clubs be right for me. But now let's get into the scenarios in which we can affect offset, and that is in the tinkering world. And let's start with let's start with the putter. That's where we start with the club. Uh, the previous discussion, we'll start with the putter and we've seen, you know, our guy, guy you work with a lot, Phil Mickelson, he loves offset in his putter. He has, you know, oftentimes over two full shafts of offset in that putter head. Talk about why Phil wants that and why golfers want more, you know, let's say they're making more offset with their putter. Yeah. He does it to get his hands more forward and, um, and, forward press a little bit without de-lofting the putter so much. So he can really um, kind of drive the handle forward a little bit and still launch the ball up in the air with the right amount of, uh, of sort of overspin to get a good roll on the ball uh, rather than someone that really kind of uh, releases the putter head. He sort of holds on to the handle um, through the strike and even through the follow through quite a bit there. Um, he doesn't do that as much as he has in years past, but that's, that's, uh, why he's had all that offset in his putter. How would you rate the, um, RS, 
how's Phil's loft on his putter to compensate for that? Um, it's varied over the years, depending on how much forward press he's been using at the time. And that's one of the things that, that he's changed a little bit. Sometimes it was just uh, um, trying to stroke the putter a little bit differently, or sometimes he um, needed it different depending on if he wanted to, to go to the claw uh, style grip, which is one of the things he's doing quite a bit now. Um, and he's ranged anywhere from about three to five depending on what he's doing there. So the more forward press he was at one point, um, you know, closer to five degrees. And, and now he's, you know, more in the three, three and a half range. So if a guy comes, if, you know, Phil comes to you and says, Hey Garrett, I want an extra shaft of offset in my putter. And then, you know, the putter he has, let's say comes standard with one shaft of offset or half shaft of offset. And he says, I want two shafts of offset. How do you physically do that? What's the process from a bending tinkering standpoint? Well, if you've already got a putter um, and you're going to try and do that to it rather than try and start from scratch and build, build a putter that way, um, hopefully you've got a, a, a hosel that will sort of lend itself to being able to do that. So the, the longer the hosel, so the, the number nine style putter that Phil used, real long flow neck hosel, um, that one was a pretty good one to do that because you've got a, a, a fairly, you know, long hosel that you can, you can, you can bend. If it's a real short, like little slant neck that is, has become pretty popular now, you're kind of limited to, to where you can't, you can't push the hosel that far forward. Um, if you have the plumber's neck hosel, uh, traditional answer style hosel, that, that starts to look a little bit funky when you're doing that. So, um, in a in the Toulon Odyssey line, there are some pretty cool options to where you can select different hosels um, when you're you know getting the putter, which I think is one of the coolest things about that that product line. And mm -hmm. you can pick a longer hosel, a slant hosel, a flow neck hosel to where if you're a you know a a, a real tinker, you can start with the hosel that gives you the best chance to try and get more offset or or less offset too. For that. Right. Right. Okay. So shifting to clubs, um, another guy on Cali staff, Jim Furyk, uh, I think is notable. His 60 degree wedge specifically has almost two shafts of offset as well. And I know Phil likes a lot of offset in his wedges. Um, I know the PM grind, some of those that you've built that you add an extra offset to those. Yeah. So talk, talk, talk about, about that. that. Talk, talk about the approach, approach on why would a high lofted wedge would you want more offset? Yeah, so um, I've worked with both of those guys a little bit on and asked them why they like you know th that feature in their in their lob wedge in particular. Uh, Furyk is super shallow when he hits pitch shots, which a lot of guys are. But when you come into the ball real shallow, you still got to get the leading edge um, under the golf ball. Um, so you got to lean the handle forward a little bit. So he has quite a bit of forward shaft lean as he as he hits pitch shots, but he doesn't want to hit have his pitch shots come out kind of low and hot. So when you put more offset in there, you can, you can lean the handle forward or some, some, you hear some tour players refer to that technique as covering the ball where they kind of stay on top of it and, and the handles forward. Um, he can still have the ball come out high and soft uh, with the extra offset in there, leaning the handle slightly forward. Phil, on the other hand, um, very steep, uh, the opposite of, of, of a shallow pitcher. Um, 
he likes to open the face quite a bit and um, he's found um, that with more offset in there, uh, when the face is open, it does, um, first of all, it looks a little better to his eye to not have the heel of the golf club sort of jetting out. Um, and he feels like he's got more control over the direction of, uh, where a flop shot's going to go. So it, it, rather than the ball sort of glancing off in his case, uh, to the left, or if you are a righty trying to hit a flop shot where the face is open, it looks like, you know, the ball squirts to the right. He, he has more control over the direction of the, of the flop shot when the face is open when, when there's more offset. So and two different approaches to get to the same thing. Sometimes that big heel when you're opening up the face can be a little intimidating, you know, like it makes yeah, the hustle like look a little to get under too the ball. big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so uh, last question is we've talked a lot about the show when we're talking about tinkering and adjusting loft. You know, let's say you're building a combo set. Do you strengthen the short irons? Do you weaken the long irons to make the sets work together? And one of the considerations that we've had is, hey, if you're going to, let's say, weaken the long irons, it's going to bring the leading edge a little forward when you weaken the loft. And vice versa, if you strengthen the short irons, it pulls the leading edge back away. Now, we, talk, we use the term leading edge on that because that's what you can see, but is that actually adjusting offset as well? That's exactly right. Um... In fact, if I ever see someone and I look at their clubs and I say, uh, you know, did you bend these strong? Like after looking at them for two seconds, how would you know that? And um, when you bend them strong, you're, you're going to bend offset into the golf club. Um, and it's usually after you bend it a couple of degrees, it looks different than it would if it was that standard loft. Um, and um, the opposite would be true about adding loft. If you, if you bend it weaker, which usually you're going to do that to, to try and create a desired trajectory or, or uh, a, a, a desired increase in distance if you're strengthening them. That's the most common uh, reason to do that. And, and the change in offsets kind of a byproduct of that. Most of the time you don't see someone change the loft so that they get a different offset right. unless it's a, a better player weakening the golf club to try and take some of the offset out. And generally speaking, clubs that have offset have stronger lofts and better players tend to like a weaker loft so that they have, have a spin rate that's more controllable. And I think that's what you've done with the Epic Forge irons that Phil's playing, right? Yeah, he's got the long irons and um, he, he plays that, that set, which that set's known as like the strongest lofted, set of golf clubs in the market or you know maybe there's a, a handful of, of companies right. that have them that strong um but he plays them at the same loss he's played his clubs forever so to get there we're bending them um anywhere from three to three almost up to five degrees by the time it's a uh seven iron it might be four degrees there um and they actually they start to look more like a player's iron from the standpoint of how the offset looks um, even though you've still got a pretty big head. And um, we, uh, at one point I made him the pitching wedge in the nine and the eight clubs that he's, not, he's not, now not playing. But by the time you start to bend that golf club about five or six degrees, you start to create onset like we've talked about where the leading edge of the hosel sits behind the leading edge of the, uh, of the golf club. And that starts to look a little funky on an iron just because um, – you're, you're not used to seeing that at all. You always see a little bit of offset. 
Yeah, it makes the irons look a little cleaner and the top line a little thinner. So if you're a guy who generates a lot of speed, um, weakening irons, you know, you get a little more bounce, especially if you play in soft conditions or you're steep, that, that can be a really nice combo. Yeah, I even in my own bag, I use um, uh, like a game improvement three and four iron so that I can hit them higher. Um, but I weaken the loft also so that I get them higher. And then the fact that the faces are hot, I can get the ball speed necessary. Um, and they kind of look like they blend in with my short irons and mid irons that are more, more blade style clubs. Right. So yeah, that's, that's probably the best way to tinker with offsets as you're trying to create a right. sort of a blended set. Well, Garrett, uh, some said it could not be done. But we spent nearly 30 minutes talking about offsets, so I think that, that we have, in fact, done our jobs here today. Hopefully the listeners have uh, picked, up picked up some new knowledge, have a better understanding of their clubs and their bags, and uh, I guess more effects of tinkering when you're messing with loft specifically or uh, with the putter maybe a little bit as well. Um, I got good news, Garrett, and you're going to be there with me June 1st is when the Fitting Room Live restarts up on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can hit us up there with any questions that you have. Garrett and I will be on the air on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio answering your questions live. If you have a, any other topic you want to discuss, head over to the Cali community, calligolf.com community. Head over to the Fitting Corner thread, ask your question there. We'll answer it there on the community in the best questions we'll make it here on the podcast and as well on the live show on monday nights um and lastly super cool new program uh you can get fit over the phone it's like the fitting room hotline uh just one-on-one -on -one with a certified master fitter callaway distance fitting is what it's called callawaygolf.com slash distance fitting it's a great way to to be fitting even from the comfort of the couch in your own home um, check that out. Uh, I spend half my day on the phone with those guys just chatting about my clubs. It's great. And finally, the Fitting Room Podcast is part of the Callaway Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. And, and special, special thanks, thanks to our, our producer, producer, Tyler Sheehan, uh, recorded by Jen Turk and edited by Trevor Miglarino. We'll be back next week with more from the Fitting Room Podcast. Oh.